From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Residents of East Palestine say they're still suffering from illnesses four weeks after that train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in the eastern Ohio village. They confronted a Norfolk Southern executive at a town hall meeting yesterday. I am stuck. No one's coming to save us. I'm begging you, by the grace of God, please get our people out. Some demanded to know whether they'd be relocated from homes they're afraid to live in. The railroad announced it was ready to begin moving more contaminated soil from underneath the tracks, but it says buying homes and moving people out of East Palestine has not been discussed. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency says it is ordering Norfolk Southern to begin testing for dioxins, which can stay in the environment for long periods of time. Environmental activist Aaron Brockovich was back in Columbiana County yesterday, meeting with residents who've been dealing with the toxic train derailment. This time she was focused on the lack of transparency and clarity from the railroad and the state's cleanup plans. ONN's Marissa Sines in Cleveland has the story. She says she spent all day with people who they say feel left out and confused. And she's calling a hard bluff on the railroad safety standards as well as the testing data no one really seems to be fully briefed on. You give an all clear, but yet you don't have any data really to prove that it is all clear. It's obvious nothing is safe yet. The railroad and the EPA continue to say its testing results are no cause for concern. Some independent researchers, however, are saying the results they found are cause for possible long-term health effects. I'm Marissa Sines. President Biden says he will eventually pay a visit to East Palestine. More on this from ONN's Angela Ann. As Biden was exiting a meeting with Senate Democrats yesterday afternoon, he was asked by a reporter if he would go to the site of the Norfolk Southern crash that led to toxic chemicals being released into the air and water. The president responded that he would indeed be journeying to Columbiana County, quote, at some point. But details of such a trip remain unknown, along with the exact date on when that might happen. Angela Ann, ONN News. The racketeering trial of former Republican Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder is heading toward a conclusion after a busy week. ONN's Tracy Townsend reports. A week that included the former House Speaker taking the stand in his own defense and sitting through cross-examination. Both sides have rested their respective cases. Today, the judge will meet with attorneys. Jurors will get instructions on Monday. Closing arguments are set for Tuesday. I'm Tracy Townsend. Advocates for abortion access are one step closer to putting it on your election ballot. More from ONN's Lindsay Mills in Columbus. Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yo certified the language of the petition to make it happen. That petition would amend the state constitution to include the right to abortion. But before you can vote on it, it needs to be certified by the Ohio Ballot Board. And then it needs to get more than 420,000 signatures. I'm Lindsay Mills. In north-central Ohio, a former athletic trainer at Galleon City Schools is charged with a crime involving child pornography. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. Marion police arrested John Vitello and charged him with pandering obscenity involving a minor. Detectives say they have not found evidence that any illegal activity involved students. The school district says... He saved photos from social media sites, and police indicated that at least one photo was from a Galleon athletic athletic event. He no longer works for the district. I'm Andrew Kinsey. 
In Northwest Ohio, leaders at McLaren St. Luke's Hospital in Maumee have announced they will be closing their doors in May, and the hope is that another health care system will be picking up operations in their place. More on this from ONN's Michael Sandlin. A press release sent out by McLaren St. Luke's clarifies that the decision stems from years of declining revenue and an unstable reimbursement environment. The organization says they've begun notifying employees, patients, regulators, and community partners to begin planning for operations to discontinue. With Mercy Health currently in the process of finalizing a purchase agreement to acquire all of McLaren St. Luke's facilities, land, and physical assets. However, that sale was not yet finalized. Now, Mercy Health added in their statement that they're not just buying... Clarence St. Luke's facilities, they're also planning on offering all of their employees jobs to help make that transition as seamless as possible. Reporting in Maumee, I'm Michael Sinan. To the northwest of Columbus, Benjamin Logan Schools near Bell Fountain expect to have armed personnel when classes begin in the fall. Benjamin Logan Superintendent John Shu says the district is in a rural area and having just school resource officers is not enough. We like the layered approach of having SROs, and a trained armed response team. Stephanie Snyder is a parent in the district. Our most prized possessions are our children. Anything that they can do to keep our kids safe, I am fully in support of. District officials say they're in the process of working out a schedule for the roughly 22 volunteers to take the 24 hours of required training. No evidence of wrongdoing was found after a hole was detected above Toledo Fire Station 13's female locker room. Toledo Police, the Professional Standards Bureau, and the Special Victims Unit all looked into it. The hole was immediately repaired. Allison Armstrong is chief of Toledo Fire and Rescue. We take accusations or tampering with anything. We take anything that's a threat to their safety, their security, their privacy, very, very important. And uh, in looking through the paperwork for the police investigation, those questions were asked specifically of the female firefighters, and they were all asked if they ever felt that they were being viewed in a state of nudity or that their privacy was being violated or that they felt this was done intentionally to do those things. And their answers were all no. The chief also says all station locker rooms and restrooms will now be inspected on a regular basis. The annual Arnold Sports Festival is underway in Columbus and runs through Sunday. This year, leaders anticipate 100,000 people will attend to see the 12,000 athletes competing. Ian Boyland is the manager of Barley's Brewing Company, which is across the street from the Greater Columbus Convention Center. We were so excited that the Arnold came back last year, um, but then it was a little muted by the fact that they had the mask mandate. Not nearly as many people came into town and participated. Uh, We're really, really crossing our fingers that this year it's back to normal, business as usual. It's estimated direct spending from visitors to the Arnold will be around $15.6 million. And 3,000 people are in Cleveland for a convention this weekend. ONN's Carmen Blackwell reports. Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated, one of the nation's largest Greek letter organizations, is hosting its 92nd annual Greater Lakes Regional Conference at the Huntington Cleveland Convention Center. Just the AKA convention alone is estimated to bring in about $1.5 million into Cleveland's downtown economy. Emily Lauer with Destination Cleveland says that sorority, downtown, being out and about and enjoying downtown Cleveland, staying in our hotels and eating at our restaurants. In Cleveland, Carmen Blackwell. Special thanks to our affiliates WKYC TV in Cleveland, WTOL TV in Toledo, and WBNS TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.